0: Hello and welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, proudly brought to you by BetEasy. We have a massive show in store. We're going to be talking about St Kilda, Essendon. What's going on with Nathan Buckley thinking that Brody Grundy wasn't in the best players yesterday? And Paddy Ryder, is he trade bait for Victorian clubs? We've got a massive show on the full team in store. The best players. Decoy forward, the game's ever seen. Ben, Deekson, ben Dixon, hello.
1: G'day, Jay-Z. I'm excited to be sitting
0: next to uh, the caddy of the century. Yeah, caddy of the stars, Brennan Goddard. How are you, mate? Very good. Good, good to be back. Yeah, good time over there, mate. Fanboying all the golfers.
2: We did. I did. I did. Very much so. But the uh, weather's a little bit chillier now okay. that we're back here. Yeah. Got a, I even got a bit of colour. Not as much as
0: duck, <laughs> <laughs> well, You're old, Mops. Think- St Kilda and uh, Essendon are in real trouble, VJ. We're going to get to that in a second. And the greatest player the game has ever seen. Hello, Wayne King Carey. G'day, gentlemen. He's trying to uh, sort of copy a bit of Chuck Norris
3: about VJ. Uh, <laughs> bit of in the bit beard.
0: ginge in the beard. Yeah. Karate chop. You look good. Uh, BJ, hey, let's get straight to St Kilda. Alan Richardson is in real trouble. And their past month has been poor. Belted by Port Adelaide. Poor against Gold Coast. Fell over the line. And awful again against Brisbane at the weekend. They play Richmond this weekend. And his job is on the line. BJ, they've failed failed to get it done, St Kilda, against the best teams. Only one win against the top eight team in the past two years. Is Alan Richardson the man to continue coaching St Kilda beyond this season? If you're after
2: a headline, you're not going to get it from me, but I think um, I think what St Kilda did is they set themselves up to fail in a sense that two years ago they come out and said, we've got a list that we think can play finals, then it turned into they were a, delusional a, a top four um, ambition. Um, so they've added this pressure to themselves, so they set themselves up to fail. So a lot of us thought that their list you know, wasn't as good as what they were portraying, but that's part of Parcel being a footy club. You have to sell hope, mm. obviously sell memberships. It's not yep. Richo's fault. Yeah, it isn't. So that's why they've kind of oh, set himself mm. or set themselves up and set Richo up to fail. So now they haven't achieved what they set out to do and had this, I think at the time they said a three, four year plan of trying to win a premiership within that window. It might have been five years. So um, yeah, they've, they've set themselves up to fail. So he's been under the pump, I think, from day one in term, because of the lofty standards and mm. expectations, they're set on themselves. Yep. Um, so, you know, the past record wasn't great, but I think the other concerning thing is Simon Lethalin kind of changed the narrative last week and, and his comments around this loss hurt yeah. everyone at the footy club.
3: They they, they overachieved when he, in his early days. He did really well, got the best out of them. They had one really poor year, which probably reflected where they were really at. Last year. And for any St Kilda person, Including Simon, who's only been there for five minutes. If they've gone to that club and they honestly believe they were going to play finals this year and win a final, they are delusional because that was never going to happen. I had St Kilda picked for the bottom. I had them for the wooden spoon this year. Therefore, Richo was always going to. If you, I guess, if you win the spoon, you're going to be under. You're always going to be under pressure. They've won six games. Mm. I know they only beat. You know they've they've fallen over the line twice against the Gold Coast. Did you think they were going to beat top eight teams? Did anyone here think they were going to win? But he's no, his the, job to develop the The answer list, is no. They're not good enough. They're li- and and then put on top of that, Paddy McCartan, their captain, their their, their new recruit Dan Hannabry, their best their best defender Carlo. They couldn't have had any more go wrong. They've won six games. They win on the weekend. It was seven. I know they got smashed. Mm-hmm. They've been to China. They've been to Townsville. They've travelled all over the joint. So they're flat. They've had a bad one. If they win another three games, he's coach of the year for mine. I had him, I had him winning two. I had him winning two games,
0: mm. and, but and he's he, got to develop a list to win. I
3: tell you what he is. This is what I honestly think. Mm. There's people within that club, and this is why they're stuffed, because they got people inside the club wide handing already. Mm. He was. He, he. I reckon they've had his paper stamped for yonks. In actual fact, I reckon they're cheering for them to lose. I reckon they get, there's people in the club right now that are happy that they got beaten on the weekend. Because
0: they Cause want they, Scott? Because
3: then it's easier to get rid of him. Oh, I wouldn't. Because I wouldn't if they I win another three or four <laughs> games and they get rid of him, I tell you what, because they're not going, they're not going, I don't care, get, bring John Kennedy out of retirement, get Clarko and get, <laughs> and get whoever you want. Wouldn't matter who coaches them. Mm. They're not going anywhere. They wouldn't have won any more games mm. if they had, you know, the, the best coach in, in history.
1: I think after 17, when they... Almost got to finals, and then eighteen was their year last year where they just they couldn't hit a target. They, they literally just bombed, mm. and that was Simon's first year. He got in and said, "Right, let's give them the resources they need." They they restructured the coaching staff and got to, rid of everyone. Got by rid of their everyone, coach. yeah, bar the coach, pretty much. And just to back Ducks point up, they lost all their players at the start of year. They've done okay. Like I don't think they're of the opinion now that they're a top six or top fourteen.
0: But, but they can't beat teams above them.
1: Because no, no. they're not good enough to.
0: Well, even with some clubs with injuries, they've still been able to compete, contend. Yeah,
3: yeah. Clubs with more talent. Mm. And then you put mm. the injuries on top of that. And you know what else is a bugbear of mine, BJ? This is what I and I and I don't get it. Yeah, so they've made some coaching changes, mm. and yeah, they've you know they've gone and get got some guys that you know have been under successful coaches and coached before, and whenever they win games, they go, oh, it's because they got they went and got some good mm. assistance. But whenever they lose games, it's not the assistants' fault; it's mm. the senior coach's yeah. fault. Why why does the industry keep doing that? Mm. You know, we, we give credit to the people that come in, but as soon as you lose...
0: It's back on the... It's back on the... Man. Just yeah. on the senior coach. Before we move on, we've got to get to Essendon, but BJ, what do you think of their modus operandi, this this style of play, because... <laughs> the modus <upper>. operandi. yeah. <laughs> so they didn't show great effort at the weekend. How should St Kilda be playing? What, what, what are they doing? They're
3: flat. They've been all signs. over the country. Don't sell games to China. Don't go to Townsville. When you're a struggling club, you're struggling but that, anyway. But and they then have they, They've got to go
0: all around the... Well... No, West Coast travel every second week. I tell you duck. what, B J.
3: No tell you what, B J. What if I said this? What if they won those two games where they're travelling all around the mm-hmm. world? They win those two. Guess what they are? They're eight, eight wins. Yeah, there are a few wins off playing finals. You're going to make more money playing finals than what you bloody are travelling around but the you, world. You,
2: you can't tell that
3: to a, a footy administration upstairs because. Uh, that's why I reckon. That's why I reckon the clubs that do that. Uh, Kidding themselves.
0: We got to move on. That's certainly a big week for Alan Richardson. The St Kilda Footy Club against Richmond this weekend. Good opposition, and if uh, if it's another blowout loss, boys, we'll be talking about this next week, and it'll be real danger time for Alan Richardson. Essendon, your old, uh, your other old mob, uh, VK. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, recent the, old mob. You're
3: in the
2: new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: You, you've uh, played for a couple now. I think
2: this play this works in St Kilda, and you're asking me all the hard-hitting questions.
0: <laughs> well, well, you've had a good spell. so uh, you've Look a good at play.
2: you sitting in
3: the wheelchair. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad
1: Jay well, didn't you, ask me that question. A, hey, I'm happy a, to answer you're the question. a questions. Past
3: grade of one club, and <laughs> you're a, a past captain of, of uh, <laughs> the next one. The next one.
0: They got beaten by West Coast. No, they're a good <laughs> opposition. They got GWS highly skilled midfield this week. Has it been a disappointing year for the Bombers?
2: Oh, I think I think it has to date, but. Back to it is what it is. Everyone externally, everyone talked about their list and expectations on Essendon this year, which they have done in the last couple of years and my last couple of years. But the reality is, they're still not a, a a good footy team, and and their position on the ladder reflects that. So um, they're struggling against teams that are above them, and they've got a couple of scalps. But um, they at the position now where they're beating who they need to beat or, or should beat, and and then in between there they struggle against a few teams. They're not. They're meant to beat, so mm-hmm. it's it's where they're at. So um, again, injuries to a couple of key players hasn't helped. Obviously, Danaher, Devin Smith, last mm-hmm. year's best and fairest winner. So um, and if there's a bit of depth there that you probably won't hear about about Stewart and McKernan not being available for a number of weeks. So there's a number of excuses with injuries, but reality is they've had a pretty good run at it, and we should be doing better than
1: what they are. I reckon their formulas failed, and that. What do you mean by that, Ben? Well, their style, their game style. The half-back run? <laughs> well, it's not really the half-back run. They, they'll build on that front half, like BJ was saying. They don't really want to blitz off half-back. That was their almost their fallback, mm. to be honest. And I just think their defence has dropped off, team defence. Um, well, that
2: was last week. Before that, they were in the last... Since round four, they've been like the number two, number one best defensive team in the competition. No, no, no. I'm talking Yeah, yeah. defence. I'm talking
1: team defence. So you you actually really want to lock it in your front half. Yeah,
2: so the method of team defence. Team
1: defence is really just... So that's the formula. Mm. So you go in with your formula, and that falls on the senior coach. But what we've found when Scott's left the building, Brendan Bolton's left the building, the assistant coaches underneath them that probably should get more of a licence to... Um, have an input into the formula. I don't want to say that I've heard or anything. Yeah, but, not yet. But he, the 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 talk out of Essendon is that he has the, you know, he has the last say on exactly how they want to play, which is controlling exactly. So when Scott leaves and Reese goes which I'm should be going, the case with most footy clubs. Well, most footy clubs, but a lot of the good coaches give the assistant coaches. They don't micromanage. Senior coaches don't micromanage. Whereas if they go in with a plan, and I'm talking assistant coaches, and they go, we should be doing this, well, then you give the licence to do that. But from what I'm told, he has the last say mm. on, on, on how they play. So what I'm trying to get at is Scott leaves, North a pretty exciting brand. Brendan Bolton leaves, all of a sudden the shackles come off. I wonder if John Worsfold stepped aside
0: how well that football club could go on um, the ability they've got sitting underneath him. We, you spoke about uh list and St Kilda's list before, Duck. I look at Essendon's list, and I think they're a top eight team with what they've got, with the talent they've got in the team. I know Dan has been out, no, BJ. But, yeah, Merritt, Heppel, Shield now, Hooker Hurley in defence. They've got Tip and Woody. Um, Arrazio. D-
3: Dan O'Hare's one player. I mean, he's a star. There's other clubs that have got more injuries than Essendon. The same
0: excuses don't apply no, to them. No, no, they don't. And
3: I, and I, look, I had them in my top eight. I, I probably, when I looked at the start of the year, I probably had them anywhere from fifth to eighth. That's where I thought. I thought they're not quite a top four, shot just yet. But they're certainly a finals. Um, they're gonna. They should play finals. They've been. They've been disappointing. Yeah. Um, I, I think they'll be. You know. Uh, and once again, it's noise. It's noise. But you know, look Woosh is, And I don't want to speak for him. And I and I have, um, I have spoken to him, uh, within the media, um, over the course of this year. And you know, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got his 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 family's moved back, and I know they moved back a fair while ago. But you just don't know how some of these things. You know, you, we talk about players and how they're coping with. Um, you know, things that go on off the ground. I mean, you know, his whole family's uh, mm. gone back to Perth. So you'd have to wonder whether that's, you know, I guess, uh, playing
1: some sort of role well, I, uh, with how Woosh is feeling about himself as well. I reckon the heat turns up too because
0: they've got the Giants. Yep. Sydney. North, will are
1: playing pretty exciting footy. And there. they've got the Crows.
0: It's a tough run for Essendon, no doubt about that. And the Giants could be the bet of the round. They're $1.52 head-to-head. The line only 11 points. It's going to be interesting. Essendon play an offensive brand. Yes, Dylan Clark have added, added some balance. But if uh, they can't afford to get caught up in a shootout against a very talented GWS side. We've got to go to quarter time. We have Collingwood and the Brownlow. Is this the most wide-open Brownlow medal we've seen in a number of years? Coming up next, don't, don't argue, proudly brought to you by a bet Easy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Yes, it's time for that second quarter on Don't Argue. Proudly brought to you by a bet easy. Let's talk about the Brownlow Metal fellas. Previously, we've had a lot of $1. $20, $1. $30 short price favorites. This year, it is wide open. So keen to get your thoughts. Tim Kelly, $4.25 favorite, and that $5.475. Good again at the weekend. Paddy Cripps, $4.75. And Danger always there at 5 bucks. The wild card in the market. Possibly Brody Grundy after a best on ground performance, according to some, at 12 bucks at the weekend.
3: I can tell you one thing yep. about the Brownlow medal and being favourite. Doesn't mean you're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was you're fav- still dirty about that. I was, F- was favourite five times and had <laughs> never got close. So don't worry about who's favourite. Yep.
0: Don't worry
3: about top that. Top three, Duck? Top five? Yeah, <laughs> oh, top three, one, Dick. Yeah, I
0: want to know who you think is the most likely and the least likely of those five players. Dick. I'll start with you. Yep. Who is your tip from here? Uh, Cripps. Patty Cripps. Paddy Cripps. Do you think he'll poll in the losses? Yeah, I think he'll poll the twos and ones in the losses. Mm-hmm. Um, who don't? Who, who are you off of those? Who am I off? Yeah, who do you think's least likely? <laughs> Kelly, five, well, Cripps, Danger. Danger. Danger
1: wouldn't have a dollar on. Yeah.
0: No Okay well, He's got some competition there in But the midfield. Stevie
1: Cornelio is my bet What oh, Really? Yeah Well GWS have been on fire this year And yeah. who's been Pretty much in the best every week? He's been Cornelia. good Cornelio He's yep. been unbelievable And guess what Jeremy Cameron leading the Coleman mm-hmm. Who's kicked it to him the most? Stevie Stevie boy Stevie Always Be- nice when you hit uh. the full four You walk past the arm And you go Hey see that one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> BJ who do you like mate? Uh, Figured back one from here Which horse? No I like, I like a bit of
2: I like some odds mm-hmm. So the Kelly you didn't mention there, yes. Uh, Josh Kelly,
3: oh,
2: 31s, I believe. So, uh, value, uh, Canelio start off it's
3: first like a eight train. weeks,
2: like a, like a steam train, and then uh, Kelly's last six weeks. Whilst Canelio's had a bit of a lull with he had a broken hand, I think, or still does. So, yep. um, they're going to continue to win in the back half of the year. And Kelly's form's undergoing like this. So, so, value at 31, so get him before he. Comes in.
3: Okay. Um. I'm, I'm going to agree with Dicko, but disagree with Dicko. I think Cripps, but I think where he said the twos and ones, the difference between Carlton this year and last year, where he got the ones... Um, those close losses, you, you can get threes in close losses. More competitive, yeah. Absolutely. It's mm. only the blowouts you don't get the threes, but yep. if they've mm. lost by you know, a kick or, or 18 points... And which, you're is, bet- which
2: is only early in the season, wasn't it? Yeah, last, 17. Yeah, losses yeah. lately have the, been big ones.
1: Their first six weeks... No, there's only been, only only, no, there's been two blowouts. Yeah, exactly. They've only had
3: two blowouts, yeah. and, and, and those close losses from memory he's had some pretty big games so you can get through
0: threes in those what about Brody Grundy uh Duck? fascinating what happened yesterday and the subplot here uh Collingwood win by nine points um Nathan Buckley savage after the game said it was their worst performance of the season we saw how frustrated he was mm. the, the shots in the box and Brody Grundy you thought he was best on ground well, he said he wasn't in his yeah, votes
3: yeah look it was a it was a tough one it was a tough one for votes to be honest with you yesterday there was a lot of there's a lot of good players i thought Roughhead was absolutely uh, brilliant mm, yeah. he he was he was but, i know, but he's who was the most influential player a in the second Norman. half there was a well second yeah half. i agree he was and and when was the game in the balance they were they were down mm. at half time and grundy had a massive third quarter so when i when i pick best i don't look at stats at all i look at you try to look at influence and i thought his influence in the third term was the difference so yes he didn't have a great all round game, but I don't think anyone really did. I tell you, who else's um, unsung hero at Collingwood plays well every week? Crisp. Yep. Oh yeah, he, he, off half back, he was. I love him. <laughs> he was very, very good. He's just so clean. Doesn't make a mistake. Does the basics very, very well. Yep. Never loses a 50-50, You know, he's, call him
1: Kit Walker. He's uh, he's the he, fan. He, of-
3: very good. So it was a hard, it was a hard, but I thought his influence, yep. like I said, and playing on a kid, playing yep. on a kid in English.
2: As, much as, has the weight of the uh, media maybe sway the umpires in getting a ruckman over the line for? The Brownlow this year.
1: We oh, had Gorney last year. Because it was talked about Garrett. a lot last year and yeah.
2: you guys had talked about a lot in, they just haven't in the poled. first half. And, yeah. But they just continu- they continually just don't poll. He is a big midfielder.
1: Way. We have come a long way yeah. with the Ruckman Brownlows. Like when Luke Darcy ran his own party and only got three <laughs> votes. Yeah. That's right, wasn't <laughs> not it? Yet. Not, not,
3: not yeah. a deal. With that. Well, well, hardly got uh, a hardly uh, got to, hardly uh, got vote. Brought his own media conference
2: to the pub. Is it going full circle? Because early on they obviously got recognised. Yeah. early, early days Yeah, yeah. And, think... then, and then through that period they didn't mm. and then is it coming full circle again where it's
3: <laughs> I, I, the thing, I guess the thing in his favour and the reason why he's spoken about it, is because I guess he's playing like a ruckman from years ago he's actually getting possessions marking the footy you did, did you know Ruckman used to be able to do that, which was great. No. They, they used to actually never played with one. That they could. used to, yeah, <laughs> well, I, well, I did. Corey McKernan, and he polled the most votes in a in a mm. year. Even though that year I had heaps more <laughs> and uh, kicked heaps more uh, goals, yep. but but he, you know, if you if you so if you're winning the footy and you're marking the footy, that's the key. That's mm. the yep. key to a Ruckman. There's only one Ruckman that I think in the comp that's value without doing, and he's and he will come back this week. Nick knew he'll he be back for West Coast this week. He's a Cyril Rioli of Ruckman. Doesn't need... So he's a... played one game and he's straight back in. He is straight back in. Simo said he's only going to play the one in the Waffle okay. Against Hawthorne. So, um, yeah, so he, he doesn't need a lot of the ball to have an influence we're of gotta, those around him.
0: We've got to go to half-time soon, BJ. Before we go, what's your assessment of Collingwood? They're second on the ladder, and uh, Nathan Buckley was uh, really disappointed in their performance yesterday, especially defensively. The Bulldogs had 15 more inside 50s. How are they travelling Collingwood? Um, are, they, are they worried I, I think, that they're not playing their best footy yet, or well, nine no, no no. weeks to go before yeah. the final? I reckon it's a perfect
2: time to have a mm. game like they did and get away with a win. Yeah. So, Buck's very realistic and doesn't put his he- um, head in the sand that he says we played poorly. We still won, mm-hmm. didn't deserve the win, but this is the kind of the kick in the teeth they kind of mm-hmm. needed. Yeah, and, and it's evident they understand that, and he, by the sounds of it, clearly knows where they went wrong and. Um, all the probably little things that he saw his players doing that weren't really in Mm. that culture or the the mould of how they want to play. So it's almost a perfect time. Or you almost want to get Mm. that a bit closer to the end of the season. So I think they're in a perfect position. Mm.
0: Yeah, it was good coaching, I thought, from Nathan Buckley. Got a curly question about Jaden Stevenson coming up in the fourth time. But up next into the third quarter, the Premiership quarter, it'll be time for Ducks Roast. This is Don't Argue, powered by BetEasy. BetEasy Same
1: Game Multi is available across every AFL match on the BetEasy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. Bet BetEasy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18+, gamble responsibly.
0: It's time for the third quarter on Don't Argue proudly brought to you by Easy Duck. What have you got in your crosshairs today? Yeah,
3: look, it's a little bit of a soft one this week, but and I like this guy, and he's he's had a lot of knee injuries, but Daniel. Menzel
0: Why would you be From
3: Sydney Why Because he saw the sign He should have come off he's, <laughs> he's standing on the other side Of the ground You've got the greatest forward Of the modern era Standing on the ba- Nine minutes
1: yep. Greatest forward Dicko. of yep. all time How no, many goals you kick Menzel Not
3: quite <laughs> But he's sitting He's sitting <laughs> On the boundary Getting cold he's, he's had a Hemi Already this year mm. And the runner and, and, and you know what And Clarko And Johnny Longmire Said after the game mm. Runners have got to be able To go on at least A few times So they can get out there to give those messages to make sure the stars of the game are not sitting on the the bench for that long. The game was caught on the far side. So players obviously were, were all on that side of the ground. But Daniel Menzel, I saw the vision. I saw the vision and you looked over and you <laughs> saw it. And when you see Big Bud standing there, the other thing I will say as well, though, Sydney made a little bit of a blue. There were other guys that actually went on Sinclair. Sinclair and a couple of others. I tell you what, Big Sinclair or Bud, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you should have put the Bud on. Yeah. Now we're not going to see the Bud for another yeah. four or five weeks. Yeah. So, Daniel Menzel, if you, you've got the greatest player of the modern era, Mm -hmm. um,
1: standing (laughs) on the bench, get off. It's like leaving Winks in the barriers for nine minutes. You just don't leave Group 1 talent there for so long.
0: I remember Dane Beams doing a similar thing to the captain, Scotty Pendlebury, about a month ago either. It's a selfish behaviour. But but that is the issue that
2: that I think we've all highlighted at the start of the year with the runners not being able to get on, Mm. just the
1: ability to get on and get someone off.
0: No, but it's the pl- the players know they're meant to come off. Who does it? Who has ever not known nah. that it's your turn I'm, to come off? I'm out. with you. You look,
1: you know, when you come off. Yeah, for I know. Seven minute mark, you go seven minutes.
2: Yeah, but this case, it's stuck over there. You don't, you don't have a real chance to come off. So I've seen coaches lose it when you come off at the inappropriate times, and you go, "Well, I get yeah. told to come off at this time, and yeah. we'll come off at an
3: appropriate time." And so that's the front of
2: Menzel's mind. Yeah, but
3: there's a happy medium there, though, isn't there? With this runner, this situation. Yeah, if the runner can it's get out and f- go, gone too far the other mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And by the way. I will say this, though. The coaches, like Horse and Clarko, it's your fault. It's the coaches' fault why the AFL have acted so drastically to there. change it because they're the ones that kept mm. them out there. They're the ones that, you know, they're standing in spots that they weren't, spending too long on the ground. So the coaches now want to change back the other way. Well, it's your fault that it's actually happened this way. But I will say there's a happy medium, common sense. Just There's just got to be a couple of tweaks. So, therefore, the other thing I'd... I, and I don't know whether it's because I'm not used to it, but the coaches, all the coaches now pretty much on the boundary, and they would clearly would prefer, and they see the game better when they're in the box, because, as you know, when you're on the boundary, very hard to yeah. see.
2: Yeah, they see it better there, but they, I think they've got better oh, feel.
3: Oh absolutely in the community yeah, and the communication yeah. better feel with the with the players, but if you ask them where they'd prefer to be, It'd be up there, so I think there's got to be a happy medium with this,
1: with the runners, so that just a couple of little tweaks. Well, you know what'll happen now, which happened on uh, Friday night, horse just sent the physio. <laughs> like you've oh, been done forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, give us a look at your finger. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. finger's fine. I'm yep, I've got five that. fingers. <laughs> yeah, away you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. and Get by the ground. way, do this. Go yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, I just wonder whether the AFL will give each club the use of run- the runner for say one minute once per quarter. Wouldn't that be interesting to see them use that? What tactical time, whether it's well, the... they're
2: only allowed to come on with twice in the last five minutes or like, twice Like in an the last interchange thing. to get thing. a fast runner. Yeah. You know, when,
1: when, when it's not in the allocated time yep. after a goal... They should have like an interchange counter. They should be allowed to be on the ground four times a quarter.
0: We've got to move on. BJ, what's wrong with the Cats? They can't win after the bye. Eight straight losses <laughs> after the bye. What what do they need to do? Maybe they need to play a practice match against a, like, a VFL team in Lovely. the bye of having the week off. Love Hit- their froffies in Geelong, don't no? no, they? Over the break. Is this a coincidence? No, they're diligent professionals. I like to
2: think it's a, well, not a coincidence in that it's just a bit of bad luck and who They play after the buy, but the odds are stacking up against them. So, whether mm. I know, I, th- I think in the past they've had a bit more time off than the four days allocated through mm-hmm. the AFLPA. So, maybe uh, and they've we, bring it back a bit. We were talking about this last year and how they perform after the bye. and then we're talking about it again this year and they've lost again. So, um, I'm pretty sure they would have been tinkering with things throughout mm. the last couple of years. The so, c- it has it just has to be something mentally and what the guys are physically and mentally doing in that four or five days off they get because yeah. it's yeah the odds are stacking up against them
0: duck um the concerns finals because they get one before the first final and if they finish top 4 and win that first final they get another week off so they could get two buys in 3 weeks at the business end would that mm. be something that's on chris scott's mind or? um
3: not right at the moment but i i really? I, I see your point yeah i mean I it's curious isn't it yeah it is it is it is and i agree with bj I, I mean, the, the fact that this has been an issue for them for a long period of time now, they, they, would, have, they would have been trying to do everything they can. And look, they've, they've got one of the strongest leadership groups in the competition. Mm. You would think that they'd be I making think- sure that everyone switched on. So it is, it's a, it's a mystery. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. well, did, what cool. did you get up to on your buys, Dicko? Oh, I wonder, what did you do? How I, many-
1: went, I went to the snow one year um, with Sammy Mitchell, Craw, Fanders, and uh, I think Joel Smith was there. 30 cans. Yeah, I I didn't go. I went to the snow, but I didn't see the snow. We 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 (laughs) seriously went into the bar and went on a three day whack. Um, yeah, that's what you did. So after that, that's can, what you did. But you used to do. No, you yeah. blow the cobwebs out. We yeah. called it. Yeah. Tell
0: us honestly, did it take you a couple of days or a week to sort of come back from that? Like, did would that?
1: No, absolutely.
0: It'd rattle you. Fair dinkum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: It's like you couldn't when, be feeling cherry ripe. Well, after, when you haven't. get on the sauce now, I don't know what you blokes are like, but it, shocking. You, you know, from that three I, days. I'm talking a big session. Yeah. Like it's not the day after; it's the two. Yeah, days but after we're a bit we,
2: older now. You don't recover as fast. Yeah. But uh, but I drink every night. so just just blends into one.
1: That's also a.
3: I mean, I can only speak for myself and. And I guess the players around me at the time, we, we like to have a, and, and one of the years, 96, we went to the Gold Coast for four or five nights in the middle of the year. We had a bye in the middle of the year. Um, we won the premiership that year. And then Pago heard about what we got up to on that trip and he canned it the year after mm-hmm. and, we, and we didn't make the grand final. So, it wasn't a yoga um, treat. retreat. I, I found that when you enjoyed yourself after a game, and I was one that you know liked to have a beer after a game, that you flogged yourself the next week. And I, I so so for me it was almost like you know you're punishing yourself. Yeah, but not not everyone
2: had that mentality and no. the, the mental capacity and toughness to go. Well, I'm feeling it's Monday. I just had a big one on the weekend. I'm going to push through this and get through it. Mm. But we at St Kilda, we always we always I think a lot of teams now use it as a down week. So I only, I only ever saw it as a down week mentally, so to get away from footy and the footy club. But I I which we all do get a training program, but I constantly tried to train. As hard as I could in that period with the running I had, just to get through physically. Mm. So mentally, I had the break to so get away, keep the, kept the skinnies down. Yeah, but just just physically, that when I came back,
1: would have been a challenge for you, Jack. That
2: first <laughs> or second session, that I was, I was still as sharp as I was when I left because you get four or five days off, mm. and that first session back after mm. a uh, a buy or a little four day break is, you, it's horrendous. Mm. Some of the sessions I've had is, is is terrible because the boys just literally go. Physically and mentally, I'm just doing nothing. Where it's 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 in Kilda, we, we actually never did that. It was mm-hmm. a real conscious effort to train as hard as we could, but mentally, just get your break.
1: Mm-hmm. On the back of that, we also we said to Clarko, there was four of us wanted to go over to Perth on the Wednesday, and then they flew on the Friday. You have that light run and then play on Saturday. And we he goes, yeah, happy to explore it. And the four blokes that went over didn't get a kick, and we got flogged mm-hmm. and uh, just shut that out. So. I mean. To his point, like if you're not diligent, you're gonna train. Like yeah. most bikes, not all of them are gonna do what you're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. So mm. when you come back, you're gonna get that inconsistency and.
0: Not saying Geelong's going to do that as players, or but that's what happens. That, yeah. That's yeah.
1: what happens. You know, you, you don't go that well.
0: We're going to move on, to go Jesse Hogan, you saw him at the weekend, only mm. a mid-foot sprain, uh, which is good news. His uh, his navicular is okay. That was the big worry. He might miss a couple of weeks of football. But what did you make of his body language on the field and on the boundary line? Because he looked an absolute shattered man, as if almost he didn't want to go back out there. What you're on the boundary line, what, how did you assess that? Well,
1: my initial thoughts were... Navicular, because he's had that history, and then after the assessment it was not in the navicular region, and we know it's a midfoot sprain. Yeah. He looked like he'd broken his navicular. That's that was his body language. He was going to be out for the year. But I think he was more disappointed after speaking to Paul Ruse, who Mm -hmm. knows him extremely well. He was building so well with the last few weeks, and he was starting to get his GPS number. He was starting to hit the numbers he really wanted to, and the fact that he Got cut down against his old mob as well. Was like this is he built himself up to play against first, Melbourne.
2: What? How many times have you played his old mob? No, first, 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 first time. First time. So he was building himself so emotionally. Up.
1: Emotionally, like Ross was saying, he emotionally got invested in the game. That I, like, I reckon what hit him the most. And mm. it was interesting because Ross Lyon caught up with L- Lockie Neal before the game, and uh, mm. had breakfast with him, and mm. just said, "How did you go when you first played against us?" And he said, "It was tried, tough." Said it was tough, and tried to pass that info on to where well, you leading with this.
2: No, you could... Just get into, well, playing though, against your old team and how emotionally oh, taxing it
1: is. No, but just how <laughs> much he had it in his head.
2: Yeah, well, that's well, that's what I struggled with and that's yeah. why that's I why you upset cried. after the game. That's why you, you cried see your where eyes going with
0: this, don't you, BJ? Yeah. Well, I don't think he
2: was, but <laughs> I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> now I <laughs> am. Kleenex? Well, it is just a... It was just physical well, You bawled <laughs> after yeah, the game. Yeah, I just a release of emotions. It was like, dang. That's over. Yeah. We've actually how got t- the audio. Just hang
1: on. Yeah. So oh, no,
0: I love like this club. Yeah. <laughs> how tight, how, how much did it weigh on you? How tight were you, BJ? Like, you clear. I mean, I remember watching that live. You were, you really were crying. Emotional. I, I was crying <laughs> with it, mate.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, from the moment the draw came out, I, I bypassed every round just looking for the St Kilda game. When was it? So it was at the front of my mind. So, and as much as I didn't want to think about it, I had to. So, and I physically during the game, I started cramping at the start of the third quarter. And, like, I'm physically in my prime and I'm past cramping stage. Like so you played the game. So I, I played it thousand times over mm. in the lead-up to the week of, the, <laughs> even before. So Were you tense? Physically and mentally, I was mm. just shot. So I knew then, like, I actually, I remember sitting on the bench, getting my cramp rubbed out of my calves and Hammy's going, I'm shot. I'm mm. done. Like, I've fired everything I can already. <laughs> it's the start of the third quarter. And thankfully, we got up. But then at the end of the game, it was just like, yeah. Thank. Did they boo you? Yeah, I kicked the first goal of the game. So. <laughs> well, there's something... I we ran have. off well, like, with a, a smile just like... There's, got some, that. Well, there's, Jesse.
3: there's something we have in common because obviously my my first game back against the Kangaroos was <laughs> <laughs> pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty emotional, pretty big, uh, pretty big occasion. And uh, I happened to... Uh, <laughs> For different reasons. I I, I happened to uh, snaggle the first goal as well. And and actually, uh, if truth be known, I kicked the sealer. So, uh,
0: thankfully, it was in Adelaide. Though, yeah, no, it? no, I was in
3: Melbourne. It was and, in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, kick, just kick four, kick the opener and the sealer. Mm.
0: And, Were uh, you the same duck? Did you play it out in your head? Were you tense I, and tight? Or yeah,
3: yeah, it was different to any,
0: definitely different to any build-up
3: that mm-hmm. you've had for any other game. Yeah, no, no question. How did you feel physically I mentally found, in the game? I found, I, I found myself nearly handballing the ball to. But you've played in a jumper for so long, and <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're in another jumper it was weird it was it's just a, it is it's a weird feeling yeah. isn't it was it an enjoyable um, one, experience or? well not and, nah. and, and, not at and all. for me and for me not one of the i think i played against north um three four three or four times didn't like any one of them yeah. didn't yeah. like playing against
1: them any other time you can see where he's going with that like Hamilton under... The- the old jumper, Because uh, yeah. you know when you used to train and you'd be in, like the brown jumper and then <laughs> the odd time you get dropped you in the yellow and you handball to the brown? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. You can make that mistake quite easily. Oh, 100%.
0: It was a big day for Jesse Hogan. Hopefully he's back uh, in a couple of weeks' time. we got the curly questions next. Hang around. This is Don't Argue Proudly brought to you by BetEasy. With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision. Gamble responsibly. Righto, it's curly question time on the Don't Argue podcast. Proudly brought to you by a Bet Easy. Uh, BJ Caddy to the stars. Of course, you've been over there helping Marcus Fraser. Uh, what's it like on the green? The, the, the sh- do you feel the tension and the stress as, you, as the golfers are, are lining up putting? Did you feel on the that green? as well? Yeah.
2: No, Fraser's an unbelievable putter, so I didn't have to worry too much about that.
1: What about where you stand, though? Like,
0: oh, when, I'm when, conscious when, of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, because some players are very fragile and, and sensitive to where you're standing and who's moving and some guys just don't care like some guys probably prefer noise and sound yeah. um, so that you've always got to be mindful of that so and you know when it's your turn to grab the flag so all the golf etiquette things as a mm-hmm. caddy you got to be very mindful of. because
1: now they can putt with it in obviously Yep. and Adam Scott Loves that, yeah. I don't know why, yeah. Why is that? You got,
2: so, you got to ask a question in or out. Has that so always
3: so been the rule that you're allowed to putt with the issues. So It's only just issues. come in. Yep. I, was, I was wondering that the other when I was watching the other mm. week. I was thinking, why, yeah, and, then, like
2: and then raking bunkers. So, it's like, well, you don't want to be that caddy that rakes a bunker poorly and you hear about the guy that hit it in mm. your rake marks. <laughs> <this container>. How <laughs> is your raking ability? Oh, top notch. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs>
3: it a, what is it about though golf and tennis are the only two sports I think oh, that I agree. you can't make noise. Yeah. All the others you're allowed to cheer and make mm. noise and do whatever. Except but- when you're playing with Happy Gilmore. Mm. Come on, make some yeah. noise. And, and Fraser's pretty relaxed. So, he- so did you make any mistakes?
2: Uh, no, no, it was flawless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will ask you one thing quickly, and this is what I love about the caddies. Yeah, you carried the bag and you walked there, but I'm, I know you would have maximised this experience. Getting up the morning of and walking the course with the caddies. And, and oh, no, we
2: didn't. no we you did didn't it. do any of that? Well, we got, we got there early. I got there on the Sunday. Fraser had been on Saturday already. So we played Sunday, Monday by ourselves. So I got a fair okay. look at the course then. so And we actually had – so a lot of and those guys – you actually guys, played? No, we well, I actually hit a couple of shots. So I've got a bit of footage of up my sleeve. So I hit the famous uh, tee shot on the par 3-7th. Um, we phrased on Sunday And then hit the approach shot into 8 Over the uh, big oh, gorge So yeah, good. Filmed it But we kept that out sleeves Until we finished the week In case we got the tap on the shoulder mm. Whilst we were there mm. um, But we actually had So a lot of those caddies Were the big dog caddies Where you know Rory had just won the week before So we had Rory's caddy And best mate Following us, so he was doing all of good blokes, all of, all of his work. As Rory was probably bunked up in bed because he'd had a big night the night before <laughs> and flew in on his private jet from Canada. But so we had a number of caddies following us doing the numbers for their plays because their players had played the week before and mm. only flown in on the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, they were, they were great guys.
0: Yep, do you want the sauce afterwards? Or? Uh,
2: we miss a cut, so like every uh, couple of bags of pretzels, good caddy, and um. <laughs> Did you see my pretzel footage? Yeah, that was good, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) I've got to get to that. I haven't haven't caught that on Instagram.
2: Is that your your curly question?
0: No, it's not. Um, That was just to warm you up. But if you'd overheard one of your teammates, BJ, said that they had uh, bet on a multi from the previous game, would you have urged them to uh, go see the football manager?
2: Uh, Or would you have
0: kept it in-house?
2: I would have thought... The best approach from a teammate's point of view and is to approach him directly and and have a word to him, rather than, I know, I know, ethically it's the right thing to do, but go to the footy manager and and let him know because clearly he's he was naive to it all because he's talking about it mm. in the change rooms and locker rooms. That
0: yeah, so he should have been he should have self reported. Oh no, no, I would that's
2: have what you the, said? no, 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 no. You would have, I would I, I would have preferred to have dealt with it in house and pulled him aside and said, mate
0: Delete the apps.
2: Delete what are you doing? And if you know if that's the case, what are you even talking about it for? Yeah. Never mention know? it again. Never mention it again. So it's uh it was yeah, it, it's not fishy, but it's a weird chain of events to to then go and kind of hang him out to dry you understand? it's a bit
3: it's a bit like this. I reckon it would have gone a little bit like this that how how much can you trust your mates? Mm and then and then how much can you trust your mates if they were to be offered an amount of money from 60 minutes or a magazine or the, or whatever how much can you trust them then and if the answer comes back uh no then you self-report
1: mm.
2: what would you- i would have thought they'd
3: be able to trust one another but that's what. I, yeah, trust. that Yeah, sure. But but then then those mates being offered a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez. Very different. Hope not. Very, no, is, you would hope not. but yeah, that, 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 That's the what fact I find weird is that Stevenson act- came back. Yes,
2: Stevenson actually thought, what well, it was okay to talk about. So clearly that's happened, sh- happened before. So yeah. you know what I mean. A young guy just doesn't do something like that without thinking it's. Mm. Yeah. He's not, I know he's naive, and but it's acceptable. He's heard other guys talk about it, and so it's all right to talk about.
3: He's ben? a young man, he's made a blue, big penalty, Yeah. he'll
2: never do it again. Hopefully, yeah, should have been dealt with internally by the players, I think.
1: 15 years ago, Ben, what would you have done? Oh, no, I've been in the situation where players have talked about having a bet, mm. absolutely. Back in the day. Yeah, so not physically put a bet on, but go, oh, imagine we could back so-and-so or whatever. Mm. I've been in that situation before. Do you reckon players have done it
0: more than we know? Oh, of course they have. Yeah,
1: well, probably, but... I'm talking about the opportunity that they say, oh, we should be doing it, and then yep. you deal with it in-house. I know it's different when you've actually placed a bet, but I'm with BJ. I would have dealt with it in-house and
0: Made said, it listen, away.
1: well, he's a young kid, like, and he's naive. Mm-hmm. So you say, mate, cut it out. Don't do it again. If it comes up now, you're going to cop the full whack. Uh, but I think the fact that he did end up self-reporting
3: was the reason why he only got 10 weeks.
2: Yeah, but wasn't that under the instruction of teammates? Go see. Yep. Jeff, Walshy. Should go see Jeff Walsh and self-report mm. where it's like, mm. well... It shouldn't, and, once, in my and, point, and then it shouldn't once Walsh she knew about it, he had to report Yeah, it exactly. He's,
3: then, he's got yeah, his hands, that's
2: his right.
0: hands All right.
1: tied. That's right. are allowed to bet. Are they not?
0: Yeah, up until uh, 12 midnight. 12 o'clock the night yeah. before. Okay, night before. what
1: if one of your close counterparts placed a bet inside that time frame? Would you report them? No. Well, a... No way. Yeah. No,
2: that's yeah. the NFL's What are you doing? Say if it was in the box before the... Saturday night game
0: Yeah I would definitely Remind them of the AFL rules You'd give them a nudge and You'd give them a nudge and Say you're not allowed To do that But that's there for the AFL To catch them out I reckon That's what yep. I would have done um, it was 10%. the biggest story in the AFL, and we'll uh, will continue to bubble uh, along. Paddy Ryder, boys, was this the coaching move of the season from Ken Hinkley to drop Off, Ryder, and Sam Palpepper? pepper? They watched from the stands as the Power upset their Cats over there in their own dung hill. It sent a strong message, Wayne Carey. And upon reflection, it was a masterstroke.
3: It's uh, well, I tell you what, it was brave, wasn't it? I mean, he's the he's uh, Off's the best, best and fairest winner, and the other two are stars. So, um, brave move, paid off. And you're right, it just it's, what it does is it, send it uh, those sort of moves don't always pay off. Yeah. In actual fact, rarely do they pay off, do they?
2: But do you reckon this was this was coming? So two of them are senior players, so their form hasn't been great. So it's not as if it was a brave move in terms of team balance and they were in form. In terms terms form. Yeah. In form. So, no. But I would have thought Ken Inkly's gone to them a couple of weeks out and said, boys, you better lift. lift. Yep. We need you to lift or else
3: your spot's... Up. It is, a, and well, it does send a strong, it, it, it means, it means, um, yeah, they're a strong, strong club. Mm. I, I look at it a different strong way. Strong decisions. What I look at it a different
1: ben? way because they played dirty ball. So the whole tactics to go in were to bring it to ground. Go they small. didn't they, they play dirty ball again, did they? Well, they didn't. Yeah, that's, too arrested, dirty, that's two dirty Barnes balls in a year. Yeah. well, uh, ex- <laughs> Against West Coast. Well, Maybe they
3: but, should play dirty ball every week. It's a good call. <laughs> but Jonas came
1: out and said, we, w- we want to bring it to Grant. Yeah. So the easiest yeah. possible yeah. thing for well, Kenny Hinkley to do but was but guess what? But every, every knows thing that. Thing to do, yeah. No, 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 but Ebert, anyway, Ollie go. Wine's come in. Two dirty ball players, like Play ground ball, ball players. Ground, yeah. And and Charlie Dixon's as good as anyone at, at ground level. Okay, you should coach. I'm well, convinced. It's an absolute, it's not a master stroke. He's just literally played to the game. But I think Geelong,
3: I think that's Geelong's great strength. I think every team knows that you want to bring the ball. You don't want them
1: to mark the footy in the back mm. half. So they did that. Mm. So they, and, and guess they, what? Westhoff went, Westhoff, when, West when he's ball. not marking it. <laughs> doesn't really have an impact, <laughs> to be honest. He gets around the ground pretty good but it was, yeah, it was a call based on run. form How many games did Rob D. Costello play?
2: <laughs> and <laughs> so you'd say it's a brave call because a lot of a lot of coaches probably would have said no nah, we'll give you one more week yeah, yeah. but so it was like no nah, enough's enough and yeah. Pal Pepper too so um, he's the next up and coming inside yeah. mid for but they, then they got two experienced players back so they yeah, trial. they lost a little experience, but gained a bit as well.
0: Two to go. We're going to wrap them up quickly. Rapid fire here, uh, BJ. Why do we go soft on the Western Bulldogs? They got a tough run coming up. They could be third last in a couple of weeks. They won the premiership three yeah, years ago.
2: You just answered the answered it for yourself. Why? Oh. They won the premiership three years ago.
0: So we they just how long? Well, how long have they got? How many credits do they have in the bank? Oh, well, They're third last with yeah. a midfield that includes Marcus Bontempelli, Lockie Hunter, Jack McRae, Liberatore's out. Josh Dunkley's one of the most formed players in the competition. And Aaron Norton looks a star in the making. Why are they third last on the ladder, Brennan?
2: Oh, because they lack depth and they lack a ruckman to... They lack height. Height. So... Someone to compliment Norton now, the Boyd and Shackie. Shackie Shacki was
3: good. Shackie kicked a few goals. First game since round four. I'll tell you I'll tell you why. Because no. they, when they won the Premiership, they weren't the best team.
0: They were set up for a as They finished, dynasty, seventh, they finished
3: seventh in the home and away and they had an unbelievable month and they won the Premiership. So no, yes, they, they still did it, but so that's, yes, that's no, no, why you're yeah, soft yeah, but that's why, But that's why. Because they actually weren't the best team and they won the Premiership, so well mm. done. But they had players that... that played above themselves for a month and they win a flag the other reason on the weekend they only had nine players that played on the weekend that played in that premiership this is a. This yeah, there's a, not a lot of them actually on the list that no no that they've, they've no that's right they've yeah. they've, mm-hmm. they've all they've all gone and, and some of the players like smith you know he, he kicked four goals in a prelim for him to win the prelim mm. and, Clay smith. and there's there's heaps there's a big number of that that team by the way, they're all premiership players and no, no one was more happy for them than me. I, I loved it. I, I was I was on the wave and I think it's fantastic. But they had players, a big number of players that were never, ever, ever, ever going to play that standard ever but, again. But
2: that, I disagree with them. They played they, above themselves. Yeah, they did it for a month though. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, not, a that's not a fluke.
3: Well, a month is a fluke for me. To quote over one of our... Career, I, dis, to, I, over I agree
2: with you career. that they, they, they achieved... And they won the premiership earlier than they ever thought, mm. but to do what they did was still impressive. So I think they're, they under- yeah, they were, they're underperforming. They, they,
3: they rode, they rode this amazing wave, and and it and it was only in that month. Like they had the they had the buy, they got players back, beat West Coast in per, and then just this emotion, and not just the emotion within their four wall. They had the support. So isn't that the challenge of the they had the, the support of the whole country behind them they had everyone riding mm. this wave with them and i just reckon they played above themselves the adrenaline and everything else and carried them on to carry
1: through to quote one of our resident experts oh boy their next uh, month tough run wow we really tough what is it port geelong melbourne Saints and Freya, there's the
0: five. The Melbourne one could be big because well, that's and when Saints the, exactly. The done. demons could jump well, ahead. Melbourne of Melbourne will jump so out this, of the ground in the second
2: half for This, could be, this could be a good question. Question. thing for them. They, they finished no what, second though. second last Melbourne. or whatever. Get
0: well. They got worse. Dick uh, Brennan. They lost. They missed the finals twice off a flag. And they've gone backwards again this year. Yeah, but it's hard.
2: I know, but I tend to agree with Duck that they weren't that good, but they overachieved. But they have got guys now that are underperforming based mm. on where they come mm. from. But they. They're finishing that middle range for a number of years now and they haven't got the high draft picks. So they go a couple of steps back this year, get a couple of good draft picks and tell me if they've got well, a about... couple up their sleeve that they're not going to get this year. And then next year, in the next two or three years, then they're back to where they potentially are. you want me to tell you how
1: bizarre this year is? They're two on, games
2: boys.
3: off the eight. <laughs> and, and you know, hey, and Dicko, your point on Melbourne, Freo would have beaten Melbourne if they didn't have
0: injuries. Correct.
1: Yeah, they would have. We may want to have got a sniff now because they don't care about finals. so They're Ste- a danger team. Steven they don't Hill, care about Hamstring. it, but they keep talking We've about they it. we got to move on, boys. Producer
0: in my ear, <laughs> uh, Harley bernal career could be over with that calf uh, injury. Absolutely uh, shocking. Um, last one, boys. going to put this on you, Ben Dixon. We'll ask the and drop Jared Ruffin this week. Uh, Clarko will? He shouldn't be dropped, but Clarko will. And
1: the other bombshell curly question is, I reckon you will leave at the end of the year, Clarko. Do you really? You he saved out. that till now. I reckon he'll step out. And and do what? Coach someone
0: else. <laughs> he well, he said that he won't do that. You see through that. Well, a lot's going to change break? in ten weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Is that because Hawthorne are going to go to a rebuild and? Yep, I don't down? think he'd do that. He's not
1: in it for another rebuild to build to another flag. He'll but not out. just
2: that. Do you think? Do you think they're at the point now that yes. someone new that just just Does a bit of freshen up? It, yep, not not players. It's like so, us. To, I'm so sick the of Clarko. It's just that they need a new message and. Direction.
3: So you think Clarko, you yep. think, so in Clarko's mind, he can re, he thinks he can get this club back to the top by not going back to the bottom.
1: He, I reckon he thinks he can do that, yeah. but the club won't be doing that. So I reckon we've got to. Well, there's a, there's a there.
0: headline for you, Jay. You think he'll leave the Hawks and go. Favourite to son. A oh, team favourite on the son, other. says Clarkson if, if will walk. You, if, you,
1: if you read his um, interview on AFL 360 when he was asked, he said, I'll. Oh, do what the club want me to do to the duration of his contract and all that sort of thing. But he'll get to a point right at the end of the year where right, oh, we need to reassess that. Like the goalposts change. They do. Like you can say that now. It's like Chris Judd comes out and goes, Oh, we're gonna back Brendan Bolton in and then two weeks later go, Oh, we'll give him the caliber. How about that? Like it changes. Carlton will give him two million a year. And do you think he'll accept that? I'm it with though? Duck. Yeah, are but
2: there's a, a there's a number of well, clubs. Essendon's going to do the same. If Carlton are going to offer two, Essendon's going to offer 2.1, whatever
1: <laughs> it is. And, oh, and why, ha- why wouldn't you, as Alistair Clarkson, you cannot ach- – well, he like Duck and I have talked about this, he's a legend at Hawthorne. He can't do any more. He wins another one, yeah, he wins five flags, six flags. But Carlton th- needs a new challenge. He does. Yeah. He needs a new challenge, big time. And I think his challenge is Carlton. Or Essendon. I, I reckon, if you're, I reckon if- Carlton hold off to the end of the year. I reckon Or St Kilda Or North Melbourne out of all well, there's going to be some cha- I reckon if you hold off To the end of the year Carlton They're going to get their man For two mil well, uh, well, out of,
3: well out of all the clubs And there's currently two We think there could be more At the end of the year Sydney but, but there's one There's one team There's one team That I think's got the best Young talent in it And that's Carlton So if you're an astute man you You're agree going with for Nico the Carlton as well.
0: John. You think is going to end up at the Blues?
3: No, I, I said if you were going, to, if he was going to leave and he's to pick which club that, yeah, that mightn't have a coach, that's the one. one, I'd be going for Carlton. Tell
1: yeah. me why he wouldn't go for Carlton. No, it makes sense.
2: Well, based on, based on what the media are talking about now, he's going to have six or seven options by the time you of, should. all he's the his coaches best coach. are cleaned out.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Ross Lyon's probably one of the best coaches too, but they're not going to get their hands on him. $2 million a year, that's a big
0: dangling cool
1: carrot. Well, it's a massive carrot, and like anything, keep it fresh. Like the old, he's been in the job now for four. This is his fifteenth year, fourteenth year. He's done it all. He's a Hawthorne legend, and the the and club. And his best mate, or one of his best. Jack mates? Russell, Andrew Russell. Where's he? Carlton, head of. He, he's putting a
0: football program in there, very similar to the Hawks. I'll tell you what. We've saved the best to last on uh, Don't Argue. Uh, I'll tell you what, BJ, it's great to have you back. Oh, thanks, uh, Mate, please. you've been outstanding. Mm. Wayne, the King Kerry, funny as always, mate, and hard-hitting. Funny, that, funny, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> that has been a uh, outstanding... Uh, issue of course of Don't Argue, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy. We'll see you on uh, Wednesday for the Punny Podcast with champion Dada's Jacob Wilson. <laughs> you blokes are still laughing. <laughs> Have a great week. We'll catch you next week on uh, Don't Argue, proudly brought to you by Bet Easy.